In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I am thrilled and excited to say that there is a new SpongeBob movie. And this time I agree with the Google users, who 90% of them liked it. First, let me say, you have to like SpongeBob. Or maybe you've never seen any SpongeBob, so this is new to you. If this is gonna, if you think watching this movie is going to make you all of a sudden like SpongeBob when you never did, that's not going to happen. Truth be told, though, most movies are not about bringing you... Like in okay, uh, X Files. If you the first X Files movie, if you hadn't been watching the show for the first five seasons, mm-hmm. it probably didn't make a whole lot of sense to you. I don't think. Well, okay, literally no one was won over by Star Trek the Motion Picture. Matter of fact, they probably lost some fans that enjoyed the the TV series mm-hmm. with that one. Movies are more or less brought in. It seems to kind of continue fanning the flame that the TV series had already started. Well, I enjoyed immensely the 2004 SpongeBob movie. So much so, you know, I tend to obsess over things I really enjoy. I can probably quote that SpongeBob movie. So so much of it was funny to me and is still funny to me. This is the third SpongeBob movie, am I right? I only know of... The one with Scar Joe in it. And then there was the one that had um, Antonio Banderas. I want to say it came out in like 2015, 2014. Clearly, maybe. I don't remember that. Okay. The one I'm thinking of is the SpongeBob's w- been around for a minute yes. and like has, so maybe made, there was. has made Paramount and Nickelodeon a lot of money. Yes. And the only thing that was slightly jarring to me was the animation. It is not your flat line drawing type of animation. And so, therefore, it looked unusual to me. It's more of a 3D type of thing. Eh. It's all about Gary the snail is gone. And, oh, it's not Jeffrey Tambor playing um, the whatever, the king under the sea. It's, It's a British actor who you might recognize. You'd certainly recognize his voice. And I can't tell you his name at the moment. There's a British show that I watch over and over all the time called The IT Crowd, and he plays the boss in it, and he also does a lot of stuff in this, uh, things we do in the dark. He's a vampire, and he has a very over-the-top and recognizable voice. He is the the big bad, so to speak, in this, and he has Gary the Snail, and he's using snails as snail laborers, but he likes Gary's snail slime. And this is all about them going, Spongebob and, of course, Patrick, going to save Gary and bring him back home. So, again, they start saying, Patrick saying, well, it's like a buddy movie. And then Spongebob says, well, no, it's really more like a lone hero is going on a solo quest with uh, someone who tagged along. But it's more like a buddy movie of equal friends. (laughs) So, I laughed pretty regularly through it because it has those winking at itself type of moments. As much love as 
Star Wars and Star Trek and Marvel all get for being very lucrative, long-standing franchises for their respective like corporate entities. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like I, the more I am thinking about this as, as you've been talking about it, SpongeBob does not get the respect. It deserves that more I, respect. I mean, do, the lunchboxes, the T-shirts. I mean, you have video games running all the way back to I want to say the PlayStation One. SpongeBob, the reason I liked it is because it wasn't just bright colors and this and that. It was clever. It's still clever. I'm going to go so far to say as SpongeBob and Patrick and Squidward's dynamic is as much loved to me as Bugs and Daffy. It's a completely different dynamic, but I appreciate them both. I value them both the same. All right, I'll grant you. That's it's, what I'm trying to theirs say. Theirs is less adversarial yes. than, than Bugs and Daffy's. And there's just a lot of funny going on in SpongeBob. And for some reason, my oldest child who saw it was not finding the humor. But, you know, she's almost 16. It's going to take a few years for her to return to her, to her roots. You get to that point, and I mean, even I did it to a certain extent, where you try to put put away those childish things because yeah. you want to be an adult and you want your peers to think, you know, you're serious and well, grown up. I wish up. they'd put away all that anime crap. And then and then you get to be <laughs> like 21 and you're like, oh my goodness, James Kirk, Superman, Batman, Woo! Mario. I, guys, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Those guys are jerks. You guys are awesome. Uh-huh. Let's be friends again. Yes. I love how Squidward is just horrible all the time. I love that about him. <laughs> Why is it when I find characters like as I get older, those are the characters like I was watching uh Curb Your Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm uh-huh. season ten. And I find that I have way more in common with like Larry David than I want to. Eeyore, Squidward. Why do I enjoy those husband. characters so much? Because that's all you ever wanted to be. I get they speak to me on some very uh-huh. Inherent level, I guess, I, imperceptible to me. But I watch them and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, no, those, that's not the good guy. I Why am I agreeing <laughs> with him? I, did I say that out loud? I, I, uh, <laughs> so in Sponge on the Run, the music is awesome. Keanu Reeves' head is in a tumbleweed and his name is Sage because he's the wisdom of the show. He's Sage and a Sage. And he's Keanu Reeves. Not the, whoa, Keanu Reeves, but the new agey, I understand the universe type of Keanu. Like when um, Neo gets more it. More Neo John Wick than yes. Bill S. Preston Esquire. Mm-hmm. Or no, he was Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, I, whatever. Apo- I, I, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, so I just enjoyed it tremendously. And now it makes me want to rewatch some SpongeBob because I realized that I just hadn't been watching it, and I I don't know how it got away from me. I guess it was always on when the kids were younger, and I didn't have to intentionally go and turn it on. I don't I don't have a a nostalgic attachment to it because for obvious reasons I didn't grow up with SpongeBob, but peripherally, whenever the kids have watched it or I've been made to watch one of the films or something one of the auxiliary facets of it spongebob was never anything that was grating to me like 
I've seen one too many episodes of Doc McStuffins at this point. <laughs> um, I didn't always enjoy watching Paw Patrol, um, but SpongeBob was something that I, I don't ever remember just being like, well, that that's enough. And Phineas that's and That's enough of uh, who who have quit school. There's no, summer. There's no way they were in summer that entire time. They have dropped out of school. I am never bored with Phineas and Ferb and SpongeBob. The end. I have spoken. I've said my piece and I've counted to three. So SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run, is streaming, and I can't even tell you what it's on. What is it on? I mean, it's, Was it on HBO because it's Nickelodeon? I mean, it wouldn't... We have so many streaming things now. Maybe it was on. I don't know what it was on, but I think think Paramount owns Nickelodeon. Oh, I don't know anymore. At one point, because they have like MTV and Viacom. Okay, somebody. It's either on Paramount. Someone owns it. Someone on Paramount or HBO. Probably Paramount. Yeah, because Paramount. Anyway, Sponge on the Run. I was incredibly entertained, and now we'll watch the 2004 SpongeBob movie because it was just that good. I mean, you're really not going to lose if you just Google search or like whatever streaming app you're in. If you just type in SpongeBob and press play, it's probably going to be all right. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's some bad episodes of the X-Files. Um, there's some less than fantastic episodes of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, when it When it comes straight down to it, like SpongeBob is pretty digestible no matter how you cut it. Exactly. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching. And there's a movie on Netflix, and I'm one minute into the trailer, and I'm all, <gasps> my children have to say this. See this. First of all, who wrote it? Well, who directed it? Amy Poehler. Well, that's, that's okay. not nothing. Who's in it? Amy Poehler, but she doesn't have a... I wonder how they got her to write that. That's that's definitely... I'm just going to show Adam a picture of a guy, and I wonder if you recognize his parentage. Um, you accidentally tapped another button, and now it's a picture of you. Huh. Oh, that's a picture of a cookie now. Well, anyway, it's Patrick Schwarzenegger. That's Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. And he... First of all, he is good looking. Does he does he also talk like his father? He does not. Oh, that is no fun. I do not enjoy that. He is good looking. And I'm not surprised at that. I just felt it needed to be said. And he's a perfectly fine actor. I knew it had to be their kid because Schwarzenegger act I mean I mean, it's going to be. It's not like you mix up that with say like an Anderson or a mm-hmm. Smith or or just Rand- Schwarzenegger is pretty attached to a a singular entity you're mm-hmm. you're not mixing it like the douglases you're like are, are which kind of which family of douglases are you from no you're if you're a schwarzenegger you're probably his. yes and to his credit he is the big bad in this movie and to play someone who is hated for doing such heinous things so openly and doing it so well that like his dad did in the terminator he's well did he point? Does he ask for anybody's clothes, boots, and motorcycle? No, but he took a girl's drink, opened it, and spit in it, and handed it back to her. All right. Well, that that's probably was cut from the first. 
Yeah. Give me, give me a drink. I'm going to spit in it. <laughs> I will hand it back to you. I will not pour it out because that is not gentlemanly. But I have put saliva into it. <laughs> okay. Here, take it and drink it. He did not drink it and like it. But he was captain of the football team. So the movie is called Moxie, and it's about that's what they like the dames to have back in the twenties. You exactly. got Moxie. You got Moxie. Man. Moxie. I like it. So Amy Poehler is a single mom, and she's got a let's say sixteen year old daughter. I think they're juniors, maybe. Let's say. They're not seniors. And there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, a whole array of students representing all manner of representations. It's well written. The music is cool. And her daughter's kind of a... My girls were saying, wow, could they put some makeup on her or something? And I said, I think that's the point. She's supposed to just... She's not ugly or anything, but she's just... She's plain. She's just an every girl type of thing. But there is a girl who is... Living in a lonely world? Yes. Okay. There is a girl who is rather well-endowed, and she gets called out for wearing a tank top. And boys were wearing tank tops, but they didn't get in trouble. And this, by the way, happens all the time at our schools. All the time. And there is something about it that really bothers me. I get it if you're wearing, let's say, a bikini top and a pair of shorts, short shorts, to class. I don't think that's appropriate clothes for class. Correct. But I could really care less if I can see the top of your shoulder. And why should the girls have to change what they're wearing? Why can't the guys just not be jerks so there's that there's, anyway. a, there's a lot of problems in the world throughout history that could be solved with that one sentence yeah what so, if the guys could just not be jerks right well there's a new girl that comes to town and right away that guy is a jerk to her and so quiet girl whose name is vivian she said, I saw what happened. I'm sorry about that. Just, you know, just keep your head down and he'll pick on someone else later. He'll just go away. And the new girl says, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And he bothers her some more and he bothers her some more. She goes to the principal and the principal says, if you use the word harassment, I have to write down a lot of stuff. Maybe he's just bothering you and we can talk about that. But if it's harassment, that's kind of her problem. Now, mind you, most of this is comedic, though it takes a dark turn at the end. But most of it is comedic. And so the girl who is Amy Poehler's daughter, she talks to her mom about stuff. And her mom says, well, you know, when I was in high school, we protested everything. And some of the stuff was stupid and some wasn't. So she finds all this stuff that her mom has done. And she makes what you would call a zine where it's random cut out like a kidnapper making a magazine and one of the things the school does is the football team magically has everyone's phone number i guess and they rate people and i don't think i can repeat any of the things that they so call it's not, them it's but, not unlike the first 15 minutes of social network yeah okay so the football team Never wins, but they get all the accolades, and the girls' soccer team goes all the way to state and wins nothing. So Vivian decides to create this magazine and put it in the girls' bathroom saying, hey, to show solidarity 
for all the girls who have been dress coded, just draw moons and stars on your hand. And a whole bunch of people show up doing it. And then they all become friends, yada, yada, yada. And so they don't find out till the end that she's the one doing moxie and being moxie. But in the meantime, she acquires a boyfriend who is so awesome that one of my daughters said, are there really guys like that? I said, yes, they're called unicorns. <laughs> I said, but they really are. And she's like, I love him. I said, yeah, they're yeah, called you unicorns. Do. You do. Yeah. And everything about the guy was awesome. Everything about him was awesome. And I could just talk about that guy. Anyway, and I said, I encourage you to marry something like that. Because if you marry something like the Schwarzenegger character, uh, I'm Think not... things in badly. I'm not cool with that at all. So seeing as my girls are almost 15 and almost 16... They were the demo, and this movie hit them just right. And it was accurate because one of them in particular tells me all oh, the slang. I recognized a lot of what what the kids these days are saying. So it was really written accurately with the right vernacular, and it was extraordinarily well done. And it just made them go, yeah! And they really got behind it from like the first minute in. Because I came home, I said, we're watching a movie called Moxie. What is that? I said, it's a movie that we're watching. And so then they went, oh, Amy Poehler. Okay. And took Some, it from there. Sometimes, especially with your kids, you have to just be, okay, um, Canyon, who will eat French fries for every meal, for snack. Like, he'll, he would just eat, if I allowed him to do it, he would never eat anything besides French fries. Mm-hmm. Um, hash browns are largely similar to French fries. I'd say they are the same, except prepared differently. I mean, that's I'm saying, fried you can, potatoes. You can make an argument that they're they're related yes. to one another. Yes. Um, sometimes, and I don't want to say that I lie to my kids, but I have to kind of misdirect um, in order to get them to try new things. And more or less, I just told them I was like, "Yeah, those are fries. They're mm-hmm. they're French fries." Yep. They're French fries. I, yeah, I know that they're in circles. Just try one. These fries are good. All right. They're not fries. They're hash browns. Um, you would not have eaten it if I didn't do that, but aren't they good? And he's already admitted that they are at this point, so I, I, can, I can pull the curtain back and Woo! reveal the charade. But sometimes you, you have to do that with your yeah. kids. You, and I'm, it worked. And I knew. I mean, I knew that they were going to love it, and they did. And I'm thrilled that it was made. And it was, it was just really well done and well thought out. And so Moxie is on Netflix. And let me jump very briefly to Amazon Prime coming the number two America, which is different from coming to T.O. America. If you enjoyed the original coming to America, you will enjoy the sequel of coming to America. It plays... It plays big on what happened before, and it's nothing new, and you have Eddie Murphy doing an Arsenio, playing a lot of the older characters. Some of them are just, the makeup is spectacular, and one of them in particular, one of the older men in the barbershop, if I didn't know it was Eddie Murphy, I wouldn't have known it was Eddie Murphy. I mean, they're just really good at that. I mean, it's, you had... 
Let's see, Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor Two. Hercules. I, mean, I guess I'm going to have to recognize Norbit, but it's probably not an example. No. Eddie Murphy was very well versed at playing multiple characters mm-hmm. to comic effect. Right. So, did this? Did Coming to America make me laugh as much as SpongeBob? No. It was very familiar, and you got to see all the same characters. And you got a lot of, you got to see a lot of people who worked on Saturday Night Live. You got to pick up on some trading places jokes and situations. And it's about how he finds out he has a son and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Wesley Snipes is the bad guy who's kind of, I was trying to In think of a In trouble for tax evasion? No. Okay. But he. He could definitely play that character. It was as if. Wesley Snipes, it was Wesley Snipes' body, but Martin Short had inhabited him. And there was just something different about... You know, I I know that you just (laughs) kind of made that aside. That is absolutely a film that I... Like, if for some reason (laughs) a Martin Short character was inhabiting the body... Of Wesley Snipes. I don't know why that needs to happen, but... You know, the guy that did all the dance thing and he wore his pants up high, what character was that? MC Hammer. The Martin Short character. Well, there's a lot of (laughs) dancing happening. Yeah. And it just made me think. It's... I don't want to use the word fey. It wasn't that. It was just... It was a different type of character. Anyway. Ed Grimley. Yes, yes. It was almost like Ed Grimley was in... Wesley Snipes was playing Ed Grimley. Dressed in, you know, um, I must say, <laughs> and, and there was a, there were a lot of scenes of he and Eddie Murphy going. <laughs> no. did, at count, each other. did Count Floyd appear and Wesley Snipes no. have to? Oh, that's no. that would have been a meeting. I would have watched that. Blade takes on Count Floyd. Now, because a lot of this takes place in uh, an African town, there is a lot of African themed costuming. Over-the-top beautiful. Some of it, like the dresses. I know you don't care. But when it's done so big and so well done, it's like, wow. Well, the original Coming to America was pretty decadent as far as, like, costume design went mm-hmm. as well. And for, I mean, the I haven't got to watch it yet, but all of the reviews have basically indicated if you liked Coming to America, it's not a Xerox copy, but it's not that far Correct. You're going to see, you're, there's a lot of callbacks mm-hmm. to earlier jokes. They did not reinvent, like, this Anything. is, they're not discovering America here. This, no. this is, this is just another trip around it. But it's also probably the reason why you did enjoy the first one because this film that is now, what, 30 some odd years removed from yeah. the original? Mm-hmm. That's obviously why you're watching it. I mean, if you if you wanted to capitalize on it or cash in on it, I think they probably would have made it, you know, two to four years mm-hmm. after that. So, yeah, it's very familiar. Costuming is beautiful. It is what it is. And if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. And, I mean, to to be fair, I think, and I'm not saying this in a, in, in a way to impugn him, but Eddie Murphy's probably out of his prime. His best work is more than likely behind him. Occasionally, you'll get like an Oscar nomination mm-hmm. for Dreamgirls. You'll get um, my some very like positive critical reception. It was a uh, My Name is Dolomite, mm-hmm. I believe. 
you get that occasional bit in there, and like, who of us did not enjoy Donkey in Trek? But he's never going to get to the point that he was in the 80s where every film he did was a 200 mil. Like, mm-hmm. he was his own franchise right. in the 80s. His stand-up was, like, smashing, like, records. They were releasing them theatrically, and they were doing ridiculous business then. Eddie Murphy has probably been to the top of the mountain. And, like, I'm not saying that what he's doing now is worthless, but but he's also, like, a little bit longer in the tooth now. Um, I'm just glad that he is not producing Drek that is going straight to video. Like, that hurt me. Like Right. I think you would enjoy this. I really do. Beverly Hills Cop 3 hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, uh, what is it? Uh, Pluto, Adventures of Pluto Nash. Like, Ugh. seeing somebody that I enjoyed so much do stuff, watching a comedian that I know is more than capable of being, like, you can go back and watch the seasons he was on Saturday Night Live and recognize, like, that this man was a comic legend. Watching them do things like that like it just it damaged because I'm sitting there going I know this person is funny I've yeah. watched them before I've watched and it wasn't a fluke they've done it more than but once but you have to remember he's not the only one making the film granted but so. at a at a certain point Eddie Murphy meant quality and it meant it meant comedy this is the same quality and comedy level as the original and that's and that's at least it's not Norbit and it is not Norbit, and the costuming is beautiful. Which, which is a compliment to virtually in any like you know, it doesn't even have to be Eddie Murphy movies. Well, that's right. It's not it's, Norbit. It's better than Norbit. It's not so, Norbit. So, out of the three that I watched, well, Moxie is completely different because it's just a different type of film. All of them are watchable. I probably got the most enjoyment out of SpongeBob. I think I, I can I can recognize that. Yeah, uh, I got the most enjoyment out of SpongeBob. Moxie's very good, and Coming to America is exactly what I thought it would be, and so it delivered on that, and I have no issue with that at all. And thank you for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.